Hello everybody, this is Curtis from Tremble letting you know that we are brought to you by Shudder. Shudder is the horror movie streaming service that brings you all the latest and greatest that horror has to offer. But you don't have to take my word for it. You can use TremblePod, that's T-R-E-M-B-L-E-P-O-D, when you sign up for an account. This will give you a free 30-day trial on us, so you can check it out for yourself. With that said, let's get on with this week's episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the three... No, not three Angry Nerds podcast. Tremble! The whole <laughs> podcast. So I open a Coke Zero. Uh, still no Steve. We're going to be like four episodes now in a row without Steve. But yeah, with me, this is Taylor. How's it going, Taylor? It's going pretty good. How are you? Uh, doing okay. Uh, I dropped a giant bowl on my toe on Friday the 13th, which was a ah. very ominous sign. Uh, and, uh, now it's just this disgusting. And I went to the doctor and they're like, your toenail might fall off. And I'm like, cool. Just like in the fly. And they're like, <laughs> I, I guess. This is what happens <laughs> when you watch too many horror movies. You just start to draw weird analogies that no one's really comfortable with you making. But yeah. So yeah, eventually my toenail might fall off. And if it does, I'm going to be like, just like in the fly. It's the silver lining. You know, you're just looking for the good in the bad. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, Becoming the fly is apparently the good, I guess. I'm not yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. Just, it's like, like, whenever doctors try to tell me anything, I'm like, oh, cool. So they're like, just like in John Carpenter's The Thing, and they're like, no, not like that. What are you talking <laughs> about? <sighs> slowly, slowly making doctors regret their life decisions. Um, yeah. Uh, speaking of life decisions, we watched... Two underrated uh, Wes Craven movies. And I say underrated because Wes Craven, obviously, he's a big name. Most people know him for stuff like Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, also, to like, the Scream franchise. But, like, obviously, he's done a lot of work in his career. and uh, Or he did. He's unfortunately passed away. But, um, yeah, these are two movies that probably you might have not have heard of. Or maybe you've heard of, but you haven't seen um yeah the first one we're talking about is the serpent and the rainbow uh it and the other movie we're talking about uh in the next episode shocker came out like a year apart it's crazy uh serpent and the rainbow came out in 88 and shocker came out in 89 so Wes craven's been busy uh no rest for that guy yeah that that's a tight turnaround for sure yeah uh he was probably like listen uh people make a shocker let's uh just go for broke and make something quick and fast. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Serpent in the Rainbow, uh, what's it about? An anth- anthropologist goes to Haiti after hearing rumors about a drug uh, used by black magic practitioners to turn people into zombies. So it's a zombie movie, but it's kind of supposed to be like a semi-realistic zombie movie. Um, as realistic as you can probably get, but I mean, yeah, it it even starts with a it starts with a based on a true story, like yeah. title card almost, and I'm like, uh, what? And then it turns out it's mostly based off of a book that the author was not super happy with the way that they portrayed the things that happened in his book in the movie because it was very Hollywoodized, like mm-hmm. black magic type stuff, and not like the proper like 
hoodoo stuff that I guess is actually <laughs> a religion or something in Haiti. So, yeah, yeah. it's interesting. It's interesting. Yeah. Uh, this movie stars Bill Pullman, who he's he's kind of got like a few horror movies under his belt. He also did um, the Lake Placid in the 90s as well. Mm. So, yeah. And he's he's always an interesting actor, I think. Because um, I know in, like, the 90s, he was big, like, Independence Day and other stuff like that. Like, he's... I think, obviously, nowadays, he's a little less known. I think his son, Louis, is probably more popular these days. But, yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, let's see here. Um... When was the first time we watched Serpent and the Rainbow? Oh, I hadn't even heard of this, actually, until the podcast. This was a deep cut for me. Um, so I watched it for the podcast uh, this week. Nice. This is actually a first-time watch for me, too. Uh-huh. Um, I've heard of this movie. I've never seen it. But, I mean, uh, when I was looking, I'm like, I've seen Shocker. And I was like, oh, this is another kind of, like well-known Wes Craven movie. Um, I think I still prefer Shocker a bit more just because Shocker's a little more entertaining, I think, than this. <laughs> this uh, has got some good moments in it, like some yeah. some gruesomeness to it a little bit that I wasn't expecting. Yeah, and there's some crazy like moments and kills in this that are really insane, and yeah. It's still a really good movie. Um... But it's definitely a little weird and wild, that's for sure. So Yes. <laughs> um Yeah. Uh and then we have a couple emails. George says, watched it recently after our long hiatus, one of Wes Craven's best. I think so. I mean Wes Craven really I mean, he made a lot of movies. I think we've covered another one of his other movies recently. I was it the the one with the house. The people under the stairs, that's it. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I think I prefer these two movies over the people under the stairs, personally. Um, so. Yeah, it's hard because, I mean, growing up, I knew so many of his more popular movies, like you were mentioning, Nightmare on Elm Street and Scream. So I feel like those overshadow a lot of his other films sometimes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, and he did Hells Have Eyes, too, which was another just wild ride. <laughs> yeah. Like, he did the first two Scream movies, and those are really good. And, mm-hmm. um, like, New Nightmare. I think New Nightmare is is a good one, too. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's I have a hard time saying which was Wes Craven's best, but, like, there's some that, for me, are not as good, like... I'm not as big on Swamp Thing or Stranger in Our House and other stuff that he's mm. made, but this is this would probably be in like the top five for sure. I mean, mm-hmm. definitely enjoyable. Um, all right, and then Kelly says, criminally underrated movie and performance by young Bill Pullman. He's always been an excellent actor and doesn't get the accolades he deserves. Yeah, I'd agree with that to some degree. I think he's, I don't know, like, what is his most well-known movie? According to IMDb, let's see. Um, Hmm. Independence Day, where he played the president, yeah. 
He was also in that Lost Highway movie that we covered, too, which... That was a weird movie. I don't know still what I think about that movie, but... Oh, yeah. I After reflection, I feel like I actually don't mind. I I enjoyed Lost Highway, and I kind of forgot he was in that. <laughs> yeah. Um, Spaceballs, that was obviously a, a big one, too. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, yeah. I think he's he's got moments where he's got some good stuff. I think he's just very inconsistent. Like, that's the thing. He just... Not everything he's in is really necessarily great, but some of the stuff he's in is actually quite good, so. Mm-hmm, yeah. Lo- lots of action and, yeah, a decent amount of horror. Yeah. He knew he knew his wheelhouse. <laughs> uh, what was your favorite line from this movie? Oh, man. Gotta bring up my list here. Um, the one that I wrote down that stuck in my mind the most was when, um, Bill Pullman and, uh, oh, I don't remember the character. I think her name was Marielle or in the graveyard. And she says, the way Professor Schoenbecker spoke of you was as though you could walk on water. Now I know why shit floats. (laughs) Yeah. That one was kind of out of nowhere too. Like this movie was, seemed very serious and that line was just so comical. It, it really stuck out and made me laugh. Mm Mm-hmm. Um... There's the line from Lucian says, whatever happens, death is not the end. Oh, yeah. All um, that stuff was super creepy. Yeah. Um, or like when Dennis is saying, don't let him bury me. I'm not dead. It's like, yeah. Yeah, they really played on the, the getting buried alive fear. And then they put a spider in there just for extra creep factor, just to make you like freak out a little bit. That, yeah. that was a too... I don't like the being buried alive stuff. That stuff really gets me. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, best performance. I don't know. I think Bill oh. Pullman. Yeah, I think so. I liked um, Mozart as a character. I, I thought his character was a lot of fun to go along with and, and be like a side character and things. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think I think Bill Pullman in terms of performance, he just had more more stuff to do on screen. Um, and I didn't mind his character either. It, you know, it, it hit a lot of those Hollywood beats, but he still got the job done. And I think that was pretty good. He had some help, but he got the job done. <laughs> also like Michael Gow was in this. And I think most people know him from Alfred and like a lot of the nineties Batman movies. So mm. it was very weird to see him in this. I'm like, you're not Alfred. I don't know what to do. <laughs> um, Maybe that means Batman's hidden somewhere in this in exactly. this universe. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I will say about Bill Pullman, I don't know if it's necessarily his fault, but I didn't buy the chemistry between him and the uh, Marielle character. Mm, yeah, I know that it's it's kind of that thing um, where they need to throw in some weird romance subplot for some reason, and so they make one of the characters a a, a dashing young woman just to turn the the main character's head basically which unfortunately yeah winds up being pretty forced in uh, many movies that they try and do that trope in yeah. uh including this one they they could have she could have just been a doctor they didn't have to have like the romance scenes you know they could have just yeah they could have just done the work <laughs> uh also to Teresa Merritt is in this and she for me at least is best known as Juanita in Billy Madison the housekeeper that just is very sexually aroused by Adam Sandler's Billy Madison 
And uh, every time I saw her, I was just thinking of her uh, just having the hots for Billy Madison. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a little distracting. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, that's like the thing that I think she's most known for. She was in a bunch of stuff, but I think that was like the one that most people, especially '90s kids like myself, would know her from. So, mm, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, the best kill I put Patriot just because. Like, getting dragged to hell is pretty cool. Yeah, that one was cool. I thought, um, oh, I'm forgetting the guy's name. Maybe that was Lucian. Um, the guy who, he, like, choked on his own blood and then a scorpion came out of his mouth. Uh, And then later on, when he was, uh, zombified, he, like, rips his own head off and just yeets it at Bill Pullman's character. Uh, that was pretty badass, actually. I felt terrible for him because that's a terrible way to go, but it was pretty badass. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to, yeah. Um, yeah, there wasn't, like, a whole lot of, like, yeah, some of the kills in this were, were cool and inventive, but there wasn't, like, a whole lot of them. But I think definitely, like, it's all about the imagery and stuff like that. Yeah. So. Yeah, most, like, there was some head cutting off, but it, that part always happened off screen. Yeah, and then there was the time when um, the the de- uh, decapitated girl was in the bed, which was pretty gnarly too. But again, you just saw that aftermath. You didn't actually see anything happen, so mm-hmm. it was it was a lot of off screen kills. Yeah. Okay. Uh, dumbest decision. Why does he keep going back? He goes to Boston a few times, and he just keeps going back. Why? Why do you keep doing yeah. this? Yeah. Yeah. He could I mean, I guess I guess there he was still being chased even when he wasn't there, so yeah. I could kind of see that maybe, but at the same time, just stay the fuck away. Also, yeah. my biggest my dumbest decision uh for this one, I was thinking, why use some crazy zombie powder for medical purposes? Maybe you should just not be touching that shit and you should just leave it where it is. And just don't worry about it. Just just find something else, you know? It's too dangerous. It's too dangerous. Yeah. Um, and then, like, my... Like, they leave the powder in a lab somewhere in the U.S., too. And it's like, man, that if they had done a sequel, they totally could have done it about the powder starting to be used wherever their lab was in the U.S. And they could have went on from there and stuff like that, too. But like It just falls next to a vent. And just the next thing you know, everyone's a zombie. Yeah, I, it happens in horror movies all the time, so yeah. I could see it happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, cool. Uh, what do you think of first score for this one? Oh, I don't know. I I definitely liked some parts of this, but I I, mm, it's hard to say. I feel like giving it a six is a little too low. I yeah. I would go with a seven for this one. Yeah, I'm kind of leaning towards a seven myself. I, I don't know. It's got some cool ideas. It just never really captured my interest that much. I don't know. Like, yeah, it just, there was nothing in this that like made me like, you know, lean forward and be like, oh shit. Right. Whereas like, I don't know, compared to shocker, shockers, just like <laughs> punch people were probably making or probably making that movie on drugs. Um, this one, yeah. I don't know, it's, it's more subdued, and I don't know, it still had some cool, effective scares and stuff, but just never really wowed me. Never really, like, made me jump up and go, oh, shit. 
Yeah, and I mean, one thing that I found with both Serpent and the Rainbow and Shocker is there are kind of multiple different weird paranormal things that they try in the same movie. So, like, for Serpent in the Rainbow, there's a little bit of voodoo and a little bit of magic, but then Bill Pullman's character also just gets, like, telekinesis at the end of it for some reason and can, like, use his mind for shit, and maybe that's supposed to be that that leopard or whoever. (laughs) He's got some sort of, like, spirit animal almost that's, like, helping him on his journey, and it's, like, it's so many ideas kind of wrapped up into one, and it just kind of gets a little bit just kind of gets a little bit messy at the end mm-hmm. um so yeah i i but yeah at seven i think is what because it is something that i feel like with this one and with shocker i knowing all of the movie now and ha- i feel like i need to rewatch it i feel like may- maybe there's just something else that i missed that foreshadows some of the stuff that happens but like otherwise it's just it's a little bit of a clusterfuck <laughs> yeah uh, well, Taylor, where can people find you on the internet? Oh, I hang out mostly on Instagram. I post when the episodes go up for Tremble under the username uh, Techronomicon. Uh, where else am I? I'm on Letterboxd under the username Circeanic. Uh I've fallen a little bit off of updating scores for the podcast. I got to get back on there and update stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, if I do anything else online, I'll probably post about it on my blog, which is circeanic.home.blog. Uh. Yeah, and I'm over at 3 where almost every other day you can find me posting some kind of stuff. Um, and then, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Just find me on Twitter. Well, no, now it's X. Film Critic Kurt. Um, <laughs> Fido Koala, Koala, sorry, on Letterboxd. I, I update pretty frequently, if only because I see a bunch of stuff for review. So, my fall of the house of usher review is doing quite well so mm-hmm. yeah it's one of my maybe most- one day oh i was gonna say maybe one day you'll have it beat out your dunkirk review uh nothing will be Dunkirk, guys i like literally i wake up every morning i look at my phone there's notifications that someone liked that review and i'm just like just <laughs> please stop please <laughs> when will this end uh and the funny thing is every time christopher nolan comes out with a new movie there's just a spike because obviously people rewatch it for his latest movie and then it just gets it, it just keeps on going it never dies so oh that's hilarious it's just funny because it's like it's nice that i have a review that's that popular but also at the same time too it's just like is this is like just the only review i'll be known for like it has 602 likes and then my fall of the house of Asher review is 21 likes and i'm like geez yep no one will ever forget your dunkirk review Kurt. <sighs> That'll be on my gravestone. Just <laughs> print my Dunkirk review and just put it on my gravestone. And then just oh, put a little, like, stone like button for some people to <laughs> So it can just keep getting likes forever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just do that, please. Actually, um, uh, don't do that. That sounds incredibly awful. Um, yeah. And then... Uh, Steve is the Steve Dead on X and Letterboxd, so go check him out. He's not here, but he'll be here for the next recording. I, I, I hope, I think. <laughs> I don't want to make any promises, but I think he'll be back soon. So We're going to have actual rumors that he's going through some sort of supernatural thing behind the scenes if he's away for much longer. 
Yeah, we'll just say that he uh, got stuck in the TV, like in Shocker. Oh, yep. We're working on getting him out. Don't worry. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, until next time, everybody, where we talk to Shocker. Bye for now.